what's up, soccer fans? Welcome back to another Americans Abroad Soccer Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Morton, and joined by... Paul Morton here. Glad to be doing another pod. And what do we got to talk about today, Cole? We got Champions League started today. Champions League, we came back from the international break. So European leagues came back and had quite a bit of activity, uh, Americans, uh, this past weekend. Yeah, so, sort of a mixed, um, kind of a mixed bag. Some good things, some eh, not so good. Agreed. I think um, we can start with, I think uh, the strikers had a good weekend. Um, quite a few goals from our striker pool. Um, okay, who you want to talk had, about first? How about Balogun? Balogun first. Yeah. yeah. Balogun so made his on. first appearance with Monaco. Right, came on, and he had he had appeared he'd subbed in a game, I believe, right before the break, but came in uh, about subbed in probably sixtieth minute and like three minutes later scored really nice goal um kind of ripped it with his left foot by the keeper, and just uh, honestly a really good finish, and so that was really encouraging to see, hopefully that'll lead to him getting some more minutes uh kind of as the starter i think it will he's just still getting settled there but that's a really nice way to who's their other striker to have is minamino playing their striker or not minamino i think he's more of a second striker they have been yetter um who's mainly been starting up as the nine but i think that probably based on the amount of money they spent on balgan i assume he's in their plans to to kind of be the starter so yeah, well, hopefully, you I'd know. I'd be surprised if not. You know, he's, you know, he said when he was here for the friendlies here that he really he had sort of a little bit of a knock at the beginning of the season. Obviously, he hadn't done any training a whole lot since season started with Arsenal. So, you know, I think it t- may take a yeah, little no. bit to get him up to speed. But that was good. I mean, to get in your first game and score – you know, with strikers, confidence is everything. And so to see him right. start out that way is a good, good sign. And they seem to be – I think they're going to challenge a little bit PSG. They, they're top – they're maybe second in the table right now. Yeah, but PSG, they, didn't they – did they lose last week or they tied somebody, didn't they? I'm not sure. They haven't had a great do- domestic start to the season, so they've been okay. They yeah, got if a you lot don't have an American on your team – yeah, if you don't have an American, we're not going to follow you too closely. So, well, and I mean, I I do keep keep up, but I mean, they they had a lot of roster turnover from um, the summer. So obviously, you lose Messi, you lose Neymar, Ferrati, a host of guys. They they are turned over their roster a lot, probably in a good way. They got a lot younger, but it'll be interesting to see. I think it's definitely a year that they'll be challenged for the title. So. Well, they don't have quite so many prima donnas on the team, so. Yeah, they're a lot more likable to watch, I yeah. will say. <laughs> I watched them today against Dortmund, and they are a much more likable team to watch. A likable but, um, team. That's one way to put it. Well, I mean, I don't really want to see Neymar roll around, so it's more enjoyable. Um, but uh, on the striker chain, I think uh, Pepe ended up scoring a penalty, and it was quite the drama, The uh, yeah. him taking the penalty so uh 
Yeah, you want to Peppy. explain that between him and Chuki? <laughs> yeah, so Chuki, Chuki used to play for PSV. Has just come back, and kind of he, I would say, had a failed experiment leaving PSV. Yeah, Napoli so didn't go so great. Yeah, didn't really work out there. PSV love him, the fans there. And so he came in his first game, and there's a penalty, and immediately the crowd starts chanting Chuki's name. Yeah, well, Pepe's the one who was fouled. Well, so it was like a Chuki crossed in a ball that Pepe headed, and there was a handball. So they were both a bit in the buildup, but um, the crowd started chanting Chuki's name. So then there's kind of a standoff between Chuki and and Pepe, and another guy. Yeah, there was another uh, guy there. Bayoka or whatever his name is. And the crowd is chanting er, um, Chuki's name. Eventually, none of them are standing down. Eventually, it comes in from the coach that he wants Pepe to take it. And basically, apparently before the game, it had been made clear when De Jong isn't on the field, Pepe's the penalty taker. So yeah, and I think the, the captain, the it. team captain, came and said it, it's Pepe's. He came like yeah, and and Pe I mean, tough situation for Pepe when the home fans and they were like, I don't know if they're booze, but they were kind of like whistles. Not the crowd was not happy when he was the one who stepped up. No, to take I know because they they wanted like a debut goal for Chuki coming back, and then Pepe made it and they cheered. But it was a bit. It was a bit interesting. Um, yeah, I saw the, the afterwards. I'm not sure. I know uh, Chuki went and sort of uh, congratulated him, but I'm not sure how yeah. genuine that I was. I don't believe. Yeah, I don't know if it was real. I don't. Also, it little was, little USA uh, Mexico going oh, on there too. A hundred percent. I'm their rivals. They, I mean, there's definitely tension going on there. And so, but uh, Peter Bosch, the coach, afterward, he said. No, Pepe, when De Jong's not on the field, Pepe's the penalty taker. So he kind of cleared it up once again. And so uh, Pepe gets a goal, and uh, he wins the standoff, the USA-Mexico standoff. Yeah, there, there uh, you go. Maybe that's the most important part of that. It uh, is. And I think Bosch decided that because the USA has been more dominant against Mexico lately. He probably said, it. we'll go with the USA. <laughs> oh, you think that's why he chose that? That's what he said. He, No, I'm just kidding. But that might be it. Be a good reason. No, I think uh, that, I um, think he's looking. I think it's because he he likes Pepe. He knows that his De Jong yeah. is, you know, probably towards Older. the end of her more phasing out, and that I think he wants Pepe for his future. Yeah, and then you um, you had some update a little bit on Josh Sargent. I know he's not playing right now. Yeah, Josh Sargent not playing. They did. They had an interview with um. Oh, what's the coach's name? David Wagner. Yeah, David Wagner. Yeah, I think he was what Klopp's best man or something at his wedding. I think he I was. know they're tight. He's German American. Yeah, German American. David Wagner. Used to be Huddersfield's um, coach. Yeah, he came out and said that actually, I think Pepe may be back sooner than they thought, but it's still they're talking Sergeant, about that Sergeant. the holiday season. Yeah, Sergeant. Sorry that Sargent may be back probably by the end of December, 1st of January. So that's good news. Okay. Um, that's I know great. he's doing I'm, rehab. I'm I think he had surgery on that ankle. I know he's doing rehab now. So hopefully that's, that'll be good things. Good you know, it, it was a shame he started out so strong. And, 
you know, he's got to be thinking as he's watching the friendlies and looking at Pepe and Balligan thinking, you know, crap, I can't believe, you know, I need to be there. Yeah. And Norwich, they could use them. They, um, they've got a good team. I think they will be potentially fighting for a chance for the playoff in the championship. But the problem they're going to have down the stretch is goals without him. And so if they could get him back midseason, that would be a huge boost to them. Um, so, hey, Jordan Peefock. promotion. Jordan Peefock on yeah, the board. Jordan Peefock, he scored for uh, Munchen Gladbach. I didn't see it. I was just saying Gladbach. I, I can't say it. the first part. Munchen? Munchen Gladbach. Thank you. I did not see it. Did you see the goal? I did not see it. I looked for it, and I did not find it. But just okay, the fact well, that he scored, he scored, I think they really like him, and they like him as more of a hold-up striker. Um. And so I think that, you know, I know he's there on loan, but he wasn't playing a whole lot at Union. And he needs something to get back on track. I mean, he started off on fire last year, and then, you know, after Christmas he didn't do much at all. Yeah, so that'll be – hopefully that'll be a good kind of refresher for him. All right, here's one more that I'm sure is not on your radar for strikers. Dwayne Holmes. Well, he's more Preston of a, North End. He's more of a ten or an eight, even like almost like a. I'm trying yeah. to think positionally, he reminds me of Brendan Aronson positionally. Can yeah, but play they're playing him is can play in midfield. Yeah, he's but they're playing him up top. And they played him up top, and he actually scored. He's actually played really well for Preston's North End. Who I think is in first in the championship, or at least they, they were. Are. As you. As you know me, I am a, quite a follower of the championship. As you'll learn things about us on this podcast, I am very – I love the championship, so I keep up with the championship. I'm a Q, we're, long story. We're QPR fans. Yeah, with QPR. Me. That'll be another but, uh, day. We can go into more detail on QPR. Now uh, that, that um, they may get an American. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but, yeah. Any, anything uh, else Norton, on strikers? Uh, no, not really. Preston North in the yeah, they're top of the table. And uh, Dwayne Holmes been I think I saw he'd started like four of their six games so far, scored a goal like yeah, two games. Ago. He's been, been, really he's been solid. Foot mob's got him highly rated every game. I mean, he's making yeah. sevens and eights every game he's playing. Well, he's so. been he's been one of their better players. I think they're they're not gonna win the championship. They're gonna drop a little bit. It's a they're outperforming probably the underlying data they're not quite as good as say Leicester but they they are playing really well and he's been integral to that I'm curious if he'll get another look at the U.S. He yeah is like I don't know he, he's definitely on the fringe so and he was like he he had a few call-ups but he was never like integral to any team we had so that'll be one to watch though I mean playing well maybe he deserves a another look so I think that's – but for strikers, I think that's kind of a recap. Haji Wright, he didn't have a great performance, but he's getting minutes with Coventry. And so I think he'll have tons of opportunities with them this year. So He will. He's another, though, that's really on the fringe. I can't see him, you know, he's down there, what, fifth, sixth when it comes to strikers. Yeah, but, but he was on the World Cup roster. And to be fair, the one thing he has over – Wayne Holmes, he's more of an out-and-out nine, and he's a lot younger. So yeah, he's more in the, like, yeah, he's probably Holmes 23, 28. 24. Yeah, Holmes, yeah, he's older. So 
I don't. I think his time. Yeah, is we're, I'm past. sitting here calling 28 old. Well, soccer terms. Yeah, I know. I know. Ushering you into the national team. It ain't hey, speaking spry. of old in soccer terms, Tim Ream just Tim keeps Ream. on going. Uh, I, I mean, thought I it was... saw a video. Did you see the video? I saw a video of him lose the ball and then like sprint back, catch a guy in like a great winning slide tackle to win full and possession back in the top half of the field. It looked like he was a attacking mid winning <laughs> possession back. It was fantastic to see. Yeah, I, I was I, I saw the thing talking about, you know, reminded the quote that uh Pep had that right. you know, he made the statement that if he was twenty four instead of thirty four, if he was twenty four that he would be uh hey, he would look at signing him. And I know. His comment Crazy. back, Reem's back was just, I'm 35. <laughs> yeah, he said, oh, I'm not even 34, I'm 35. Yeah, so, so I love fantastic. that, just sort of that comeback there. Um, yeah. But on, he was, on, I mean, he was the, you know, he was the highest rated player for the day on Fulham's last game. They actually Yeah, no, re- really good won. for him, so. They did, I mean, they played Luton, so I don't know if that is. I, hey, when you're the, trying to win, you, hey, you got to beat Luton no, if I you're going to stay up. If you can't beat I them, agree, you know man. they're in trouble. How about this? He had a 94.6 completion rate in his passing. I think it's his highest yeah, ever. And when you looked at the passing, we looked at the passes that he had in the map for that. I mean, they weren't just, you know, back and forth to the, you know, there's other center back or anything. I mean, he was pinging them. Yeah, it's amazing the continued evolution of Tim Ream this late in his career. But yeah, I can't see another... him being much more than Copa America next year, but who knows? Maybe he's going to be Probably Superman not. and he'll last until the I mean, Tiago 2026. Silva, Tiago Silva is still playing, so you never know. Some yeah, of them really That's true. Last, Maybe he is. Maybe he is like that. On the other center back page, Chris Richards got a start for Crystal Palace. I would say it was a Yeah, unfortunate bag. ending. He played great until they were up 1-0 until the 87th minute. And they gave up just a worldly, fantastic finish from Aston Villa. And then about the 95th or something, uh, Chris, on a questionable penalty call, tackles the guy. I thought it should not have been a penalty. I think a lot of people on Twitter were saying it should not have been a penalty. I, I think most Crystal Palace fans, I didn't see almost any criticizing Richards. They were mainly upset at the referee for giving the penalty. I think most people thought it shouldn't have been one, but it was a really tough way to finish. They ended up losing the game 3-1. So yeah. for being up 1-0 most of the game to lose was a sour note to end his good start till then. Well, hopefully they'll look at the rest of his game and – uh and get him back in there. I mean, there's no doubt that he, he needs the playing time. And he's, I, mean, I just think he's really quality. I, like, I just watch him, and he's just smooth on the ball, and he's and he's a good defender. He's young. It's hard to find young center backs like that. So I I, I really rate him, and I'm hoping that Crystal Palace does as well. Who's coach at Crystal Palace now? Uh, Roy. Roy? Okay. Roy, yeah, he missed Roy the game, Hudson. actually, I think I saw yeah, that. Yeah, he was, like, in the hospital or something. Yeah, which is not a real surprise. No, he is quite up there. Another defender, and 
this is just a I saw uh, Reggie Cannon rumored to be signing with uh, our beloved QPR. Yeah, he he's had, just he's a free agent right now, isn't he? That's why, and you know, a lot of people yeah. wondered in the transfer window. Well, he's a free agent, so he can sign. Yeah, Boa Vista, where he'd been, basically, he left in the summer, broke his contract because they were reportedly not paying players. Yeah, and yeah. And so they were having all kind of financial difficulties, so he left. He's been kind of looking for a club. Looks like he's going to end up at QPR. As a QPR fan, I'll tell you, he'll get plenty of playing time. We pretty much have one <laughs> first-team right back on the team. Yeah, because they're awful. Probably our weakest position on the team. And, and especially that's saying we play something. back three a lot. Yeah, and we play a back three a lot. So he can play right center back or wing back. If we play a back four, he can play right back. So he will be desperately needed. I'll tell you, QPR fans are excited on Twitter um, because we are definitely a bottom half table team this year and can use all the depths we can get. So I think it'll be a good landing spot for him. He'll have plenty of chances to defend. Well, that'd be good. He's still, you know, he's still within that possibility uh you know to be a backup at right back and plus because he does give you that flexibility if they want to go to a back three for burhalter yeah yep. uh speaking of hey, let's go back to psv did you see the highlights yeah. with dest did you see the rabona, uh, rabona. yeah he, it should have been a goal should have been an assist if it the guy should have been it. an assist that would have been an incredible assist i mean they're just at his peak, there are not many players at right back who have that kind of technical ability that he does. It is when he is on, it is truly something to watch. It's fantastic. It's very pleasing on the eyes. Yeah, I agree. I thought I you know, I was watching the highlights and saw that and it was like he just did that? That was that was it's amazing. I it mean, is. It's, it's it's unbelievable. He yeah, that was I was he deserved an assist for that one. The guy, okay, he, he deserved to get. Uh, a goal since there. we're talking about, and this has nothing to do with our trivia, but hey, why is it called a Rabona? No idea. A guy named Rabona? <laughs> no, actually, know. that's what I thought. I actually figured I better look that way. Now, hey, explain to people if somebody doesn't know what is a Rabona. It is. So, you hit it with a typically say you're right footed. And the ball, I don't even know how to describe this over there. Basically, it's a hitting it with your right foot when the ball's on the the outside of your left foot. So you're coming behind your leg and yeah, hitting you're it. Yeah, you're hitting it with your, usually it's with your dominant foot and you're crossing behind right. your other leg to hit the ball. So anyway, I, I looked it up, Argentina. That's where it came from. It actually comes from some term about skipping school. And I guess the idea they came up with is like you're skipping over your, your weak foot or something is what they think. Uh, but it was in 1948, and it was an Argentine player. Ricardo Infante was the first to do it. And the announcers called it something, something, a Rabona. And that's how it came. I mean, it's crazy how some of those things come about. That's kind of, that is crazy. That's so there's your little origin. trivia. Uh, but that was pretty there awesome. Uh, who else do we want to talk about? Hey, let's say Weston McKinney. Uh, Good game for Juventus. The only problem is evidently Juventus has a policy that only one American on field at a time. And so sure enough, he starts in about the 72nd minute. In comes uh, Tim Weah. 
Yeah, the only negative is his great performance essentially benches Tim. Because, yeah, Weston was pretty much crucial in all three goals. Yeah, he had it, but it's, it's just way. not his position at all, I don't think. No, I just – I don't – but it gives him – I mean, he's showing the versatility. Two of the goals were him cutting in from the right. That's his creating. problem is his versatility. So, I think that's almost a curse sometimes. Right, yeah, because you can put him anywhere. But, I mean, if he continues to show the passing range that he had on the third goal and what he was showing in the two friendlies for the U.S., I, I'm not sure why they wouldn't play him in the center of the pitch. And then Yeah, I don't even know. Who do they have there? Who does Juventus have there in the middle right now? Well, Pogba is Oh, he's probably not be for a while. For, like, four years. He may be done, uh, yeah. So... Yeah, so I'm not sure what will happen there. Uh, Rabio, and I'm not sure who else has been starting in the middle lately for them. I'd have to look right now. But, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, they, yeah, I don't know why they always put him on the right. They've done that with Weston since he's been at the club. They've liked to put him out right. And I just don't really get it. I'm not sure if that's where he's at his best. But good to see that he's performing really well. Well, let's stay in Syria. Um Pulisic, you had the big, big derby enter versus Milan last yeah. weekend, and Pulisic got he didn't look good. No one, no one on Milan looked good, but he ended up getting pulled in fifth about the I don't know fifty second minute, something like that. Yeah, I think I mean it was a bad. It's been a bad week for Milan in terms of results. They they got drubbed by Inter, who for my money, look like one of the best teams in Europe right now. But, um, yeah, he was he was not good. They were they were bad all over the pitch. The two center backs for Milan were awful in that game. And then today, they play uh, I played Newcastle. Newcastle home in the Champions League. And Pulisic didn't start. Uh, he came on in about the 60th minute, and he was okay. He was – he just didn't have much – he he didn't create a lot, didn't look too sharp in the final third. AC Milan, that was their problem today. They dominated the game. They just could not they could not finish. Yeah, what was it? They outshot Newcastle like twenty five to one, something like that? Twenty five to four or four. something. But yeah, like Leal, same problem. He was creating stuff and then just no end product. And he was he was get he had the fans were actually kind of on him for bad performance, which says something for being their best player. But um, who did have a great performance was uh, Eunice Musa came in in about the 70th minute, and he was actually very good. So that was that was encouraging to see. So yeah. really, he's still hopefully he's still just coming in as a sub, right? So it'll, but I it'll think be interesting. That, it was a it was a really good cameo. So I'm hoping that that'll get him some more minutes over the coming weeks. Uh, any other news you want to look at? Uh, Tyler Adams still not playing. As yeah. of last weekend, he wasn't training yet either. And he's definitely well, somebody. With the team. With the team. Yeah, he wasn't training, training with the personally. team yet. He's definitely, you know, I was watching their game and, you they know, I think he's perfect for what they need. You know, they're, they're playing now. The way they're playing, they leave themselves so open in the back, especially for counters, that they need somebody like him that can just really clean it up. 
it took a team as bad as Chelsea to not score against them this weekend. Yeah. I mean, I did see somebody, somebody impossible. did an article that said Chelsea's really not playing very badly. That, that's impossible. Yeah. I guess everybody's got their own opinion. So that's all. I mean, that's the worst article. Yeah, I agree. I, I saw a thing that in the, the 2023, like calendar year, Chelsea is like 15th off of points in the past calendar year, like wow, January till now, 15th. Yeah, that's not for as so, much. It's insane when you think about how much money they've spent. Yeah, so, but um, Giorena made the bench for Dortmund today, which is actually great news for him. He, um, he is finally back to, back to fitness, so it'd been a, it'd been a while. Yeah, so, he played that. Really you, he played in the under the twenty three team. The I think uh, last week, so that's a good sign that he's back. Be interesting to see though if he takes ever gets to be a starter, or does he stay in that role of super sub that he had last year? I think. I mean, losing Jude, I Jude has Jude's kind of a catch all. He can create. He can play as a six. He can play as an eight. He's that good of a player. But they definitely miss his creativeness. And they have not looked great to start the year. They lost 2-0 to PSG today. We're not very good. They needed a creative player like Gio. So maybe he will stay in that super sub role. But, I mean, it seems like they're crying out for a player who's going to really create goal chances so i i would i think they'd be crazy not to yeah. give him a lot of minutes i i think so too but almost on the bright side for the u.s you know Polisic and geo both have proven to be pretty pretty susceptible to injury and it may not be a bad thing not to have them starting every game yeah so and, look on the yeah. bright Hopefully. side there uh Pulisic seems to have grown out of that a little bit compared to geo I but hope so. We'll see. Uh, Matt Turner, good game. Good game for Nottingham really the other day. Yeah, that was uh, a battle of two potential USMNT players. So you had Luca Colioscio for Burnley, who has continued to really uh, good get attention. Really good player. I mean, he is just pace power yeah he's fun he's, to watch he's a he's electric and he created the burnley goal he just absolutely carved up the right back yeah burnley's and probably not very good overall but he's worth it's worth watching him to see him play and especially if he's a oh, potential yeah. player for the u.s the people on twitter are out recruiting i mean if you go look at his instagram oh now, yeah it's like yeah if he ever looks at that he's going to be definitely be wanted for sure so I think I'm really hoping and reports are that the U.S. does. They are very interested. They've contacted him. So he is on their radar. I think that, you know, if he got into the November, is it the October window or November window? I can't remember. There's a there's international window again this fall. Yeah, we need but, we need to figure that out. I'm not sure either. I'm thinking it's November, but. But, yeah, so it'd be awesome if he was in that. If he – I think they potentially reached out this past window and he was not ready to commit. Um, and so I think it would be awesome if, if he was in that one. That would be a huge win. But, yeah, Matt Turner, really good. He looked just 
he kind of had that feel of like someone who looked really confident every time he came out for a ball you were confident he was getting it where actually watching the Burnley keeper he looked like the really shaky one coming out for a couple balls and so Turner I thought looked really excellent he had one specifically going down to his right that was a fantastic save so yeah speaking of, I think there may yeah. actually be two more windows so you now we got the friendlies against Germany and Ghana and then somewhere in there there's a nations right. league Okay, I think you're right about that. So there might be another one towards... Might be October November. and November. Yeah, I, th I think there is. And so that will be obviously a couple opportunities for him to potentially get called up, So, which would be awesome. Another name uh, to watch out for, and we probably don't have time today to talk about him, but a name to keep on your radar is Amir Richardson. He's a center mid for Rems in... Liga, and he is can play for Morocco, France, or the U.S. And he's a real interesting profile of a player. He's like a six-five center mid, but a really technical player. Wow. And he's played for Morocco, but he's not cap tied yet. I um, so I'll be interested to see if the U.S. does try and give him a call. Um, I think that will be. I think most people think he is. It's going to be hard to wrestle him for Morocco right now, but he isn't cap tied. His, he was born in the U.S. or not born in the U.S. His dad's American. So be interested to see. Yeah, I don't know. You know, is he, Kelly Osho, I mean, he was born over here and he spent time playing here and he's played in the youth system for the U.S. So right. maybe that's a little more likely than this other so guy. So Richardson's never played for the U.S. He's played for Morocco U23, France U20, and Morocco's senior team once. He, um, yeah, and those are two, born in two pretty good teams yeah. right now. Born in France. Um, his father, maybe you know him, you're old. His father was an NBA player. Who? Mike Michael Ray Michael Richardson. Ray Richardson. Oh yeah. yeah. I do remember so, him. Explains, explains why he's six five. So Yeah, okay. Yeah, Michael Ray Richardson. Hadn't heard that in a long time. So that's his son. And so we'll be interested to see. I mean, you know, the US I think the thing Morocco did just make it to a semis of World Cup. So that's a huge uh, boost kind of for them, and he's played for them. But the fact that the U.S. is hosting the next World Cup, we have a core of young players. I think that, and France is just a much harder country for a pass to the first team. So I think they might be the one that's. He's born in France, so he has that advantage there. But just harder to get into that team. So maybe the U.S. is a path there, but I I would be proud. Well, that's still a position he, that we really have no solid depth yeah. you got tyler adams and it doesn't say you know moose moose has played well there but i think he's better as a moving him up a little forward or part of a double pivot there so it is definitely room where we got so, a place all right i would i would be surprised if we got him but yeah one to watch anybody else you need to mention before we hit our trivia question i don't think so okay all right. Away. So here's what our, tri our trivia question is going to be. Obviously, it always revolves something around the USMNT or some of the players. I'm getting the stink eye from your mom over here. Um, all right. 
This one has to do with MLS. Oh, boy. Yes. Out of all the coaches, American coaches for MLS, there are... Hey, there's nine current coaches. Nine? Nine current coaches that played on the USMNT that have caps. I mean, that's a hard freaking question. Yes, it is. Wow. Here's your here's that's your throne. I'm not asking for that. Hard question. I'm asking you for the three coaches. Three coaches in MLS who have the highest number of caps with a men's oh, national okay. team. I'm that's an wow. easy one, I think. Okay. Um I gotta think for a second. It'd be helpful if I could name all of them. There's no chance I can name nine. No, they're in some of them. I, I've that's never hard. I've never even heard of them. It's hard. Um I think who's gotta be. Steve Chirundolo's gotta be one of those. He's probably the first. Steve Chirundolo, eighty seven caps, number one. I was about to say gotta be. Um And the three are, you know, they're, you know, when you get to number four, he's like, uh, he's about 10, 15 below them in caps. Okay. So. That's, okay. Um, who else? Who else? Uh, oh, uh, maybe Josh Wolf with Austin. Actually, he's number four. Okay. Well, 52 caps. Close. Yeah. Wow, so there's three, there's two that have coached, oh man, these are current coaches. Current coaches, yeah. I just, there's probably some that I'm blatantly missing. Um, you need some hints? Jeff Ramos isn't coaching anymore, right? No, he's, he's not, not. Actually, he's, he's going to go help in New England, but okay. I don't think that counts. He would have been on the list, surely. Yeah. Um. Okay. Who, uh... Okay, I'll, I'll give you some um, hints. Okay, neither team is on the coast, either the West Coast or the East Coast. Okay. That's good. That ev eliminates, like, the entire Eastern Conference. Yes, it um, does. What about, uh... I think he's still in the league. Ben Olsen? I have no idea how much he played for the U.S. I know he played... Yeah, he's still he's Houston. No, he was at thirty-seven. This is a hard question. Um, what about uh, is is Mastroeni in the league still? Pablo RSL. Okay, that's a thought. How many? Sixty-five. So he's on there. He's number three. Wow! So missing number two. Look at number two. I'm very impressed with myself so far. I gotta say, <laughs> there, uh, if you get this one, I'd be—I'll be very impressed. Really? Yeah. Harder than Mastroeni. Yeah, I mean, I just don't know that I would have ever thought of him. The conference. West. I'm not like going through coaches like thinking about he played for the U.S. and I just I was like 
There's no way Brian Schmetzer ever played for the U.S. He no, he did not. That is, he, he had to be he like a not. chemistry teacher before. Um, I, here, I, I'll give you why you think. I'll give you there, – there's actually quite a few that have never played for the U.S. I'm sure. Uh, it is – who else? Uh, I remember there was like a week long where uh, Friedel coached New England at some point. Uh I don't know. This is a hard question. Um, hey, it, it's one of the – a long-lasting coach. I'll give you that. Really? Really. A long-lasting coach in the Western Conference. Yep. Um, like, same – he's been at the same team. I think so. Vermees? There's, I mean – That's not good. No, that's not. Well, I can still hear For you. Me? Yeah, so what's working? For so me? you're still connected. So, yeah. So we'll leave it there. Uh, but no, Peter Vermees, 66 really? caps. I, I didn't even know he played soccer. I, I know he played. I didn't realize that he played that much. So, I mean, uh, he played I mean, a lot. Hey, I got there eventually. Yeah, you I did. So I'm impressed. Uh, you know, some all, of the other people here, there is some of the Frank Clopas. He's the interim at Chicago, 39, That's Pat Noonan, seven. Cincinnati, 15, Greg Vanny, 37. No, Greg Vanny did not. Greg Vanny, 37 caps, 37 caps. Um, and then miles Joseph. He's the that interim at Portland. He had three caps. You're telling me Greg Vanny played soccer for the United States? Greg Vanny, 37 caps. When? I want to say like he was back in the... Maybe the late 90s, 98, 2000. I was like... I was only like 70% sure he was American Part of me thought he was Canadian. No, he's not. I don't know. Maybe he's like a dual. He to Toronto for a long time. Maybe he's a dual. But you know who else crossed my mind was I didn't know if Chris Armis had wiggled his way back in MLS. No, he's not. He may be. He's not a coach. Maybe he's an assistant somewhere. But he has played for the U.S. Yeah. I do know that. So, interesting. Well, I, all right. I, I essentially got it. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Thank and, you. uh... So on that note, we will close out for this week. Any big games coming up this weekend people need to look for, you think, come top of your mind? Um, I have not really looked at the schedule for this weekend. Yeah, I hadn't um, either. Uh, we'll I'm be sure. dropping this. PSV so if you plays, hear this oh, on Wednesday morning, PSV, uh, PSV, PSV will be playing Arsenal. Arsenal. So there's a chance you will yeah. we'll get some Americans playing. I would imagine. I think. It'll be interesting to see. I wonder if they'll play a little more defensive, which would maybe mean there's a slight chance Dest wouldn't get the start. But he's been starting every game since he's got there, so I have no reason to say that. That was just a yeah potential thought. Yeah, the going for the draw at Arsenal. Sit a little more. Sit a little deeper. I mean, I, I, that I maybe that seems that. to sort of go against their whole DNA. Yeah. So I. I have no reason to think he wouldn't start. He probably will, but that'll be a 
game to see if they can get a result, how they perform. So Arsenal hadn't had an amazing start to the season. So no, but that is uh, you got to, uh, and this isn't really Americans playing, but a good game to watch Arsenal Tottenham play this weekend. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a good one. I'm excited. I think uh, if there's a time for Tottenham to get them, it's right now, based on how Tottenham's playing and have started the year. So. I agree. All right, let's uh, let's close out. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. Yeah, give them the Twitter, real quick. At Americans Abroad Pod. That's Twitter or X, as it's now called. X. Yeah. X. All right. We'll catch you next week. In the meantime, let's go red, white, and blue. See you, Cole. See ya.